Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Let's start off by giving a quick shout out to our sponsor, SeedsHereNow.com. Big thanks to James Bean and SeedsHereNow.com for supporting the show. SeedsHereNow.com is your number one source for high quality seeds. Of course, they do offer a money back satisfaction guarantee, and I think they use a time machine to ship your seeds to you. Make sure to support my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. Yeah, welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 767 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about having a backup plan. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, my friend Girls Grow Too. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to one of my favorite photographers, my buddy All Mixed Up. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Double D and Godfather Kush. I want to send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to my friend Stoner Dave and Billy Bong Smokin. Let's send a big thank you shout out to my buddy in Canada, Caribou Heart TV. Let's send a thank you shout out to Guido's Grow Room and the Dad Hayes. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Doc Grows and Brian P. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Stoned Trout Bum. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show but you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends to support the podcast. I also want to send a big thank you to everybody who participated in the new drop and the big sale on iRedirect.com. That's right, there's a bunch of new merchandise on iRedirect.com. If you're looking for some new beans, now is the chance to grab them. iRedirect.com. Of course, all the patrons got a great coupon code. All the members of the newsletter got a warning that the drop was coming. So make sure you either sign up for the newsletter or support the show on Patreon, and you will get a heads up and some coupon codes for the new drops on iRedirect. Don't be shy. Don't feel left out. There are still plenty of things left on sale at iRedirect.com. Go check it out. All right, I want to send a big thank you to a bunch of friends that I saw this weekend. I got to run into my buddy Nick, dude. I got to see my good friend Erica. I got to hang out with my buddy Baker. I got to boogie down with my buddy Justin. And most importantly, I got to boogie down and have a great weekend with the lovely Dread Vibes, also known as Zara, also known as the queen of my world. I got to take her to see Fish, where we bumped into a bunch of great friends. Uh, We had a good time. My favorite band is Fish. They did four nights at Dick's Sporting Goods. What is it? Sporting Goods Event Center. Sported the gigantic soccer field in Denver, Colorado. Fish did four nights there. Uh, I was planning to go to all four. I don't miss a fish show in Colorado. If they come within a couple hundred miles, I will be there. So I got tickets for all four nights. Uh, I asked Miss Dread Vibes, also known as Zara, if she would like to go with me for a night or two. And being not a fish fan at the time, she said she wanted to go to the first night. I thought that was great, but I am a fish fan and I know that you never miss a Sunday show. So I got her a ticket for the first night and the last night, which was Sunday. And after the first night, she looked at me and she said, hey, babe, can I come with you tomorrow? And of course I said yes, because there's nothing better than fish other than fish with your favorite person. So I took her to the second night. 
On the second night, she said, hey, babe, this was amazing. And I said, yes, I already got you a ticket for tomorrow. She ended up going to all four nights because she loved the band Fish so much. I've tried to describe the uh, the vibe, the uh, the feeling of a fish show, the entire event from pulling into the parking lot to getting into the show, to seeing the band, to getting out of the parking lot, the parking lot party, everything involved in fish is a big, fun, productive event. Uh, it's, it's a, it's an event. That's all I can describe it as I've tried to explain it to several people and I've never gotten it right. When I took her there, she was blown away. Uh, she had such a great time. She smiled for uh, the entire four days. She had a big smile on her face on day five. We were uh, all sore and felt like we were dying, but it was a great fish adventure. Uh, once again, big shout out to all the friends that I saw there. If I ran into you at the fish shows and I was, uh, goofy or short with you and just said hi and walked away or didn't seem like I was all there. You're correct. I wasn't fucking all there. I was having a good time. It was the weekend. I was a little bit checked out. Still got nothing but love, nothing but respect for you. If you got some seeds, please do post pictures of those when you grow them. All right, let me make sure I covered all the notes and then we are going to jump into the main topic of this podcast. Yes, I got to take the beautiful Dread Vibes to see fish. We ran into our friends. Uh, Nick was there. Shout out to Nick, dude. Shout out to a longtime friend, Erica. Big shout out to my buddy, Baker. Baker's the fucking mayor of Denver, uh, an awesome dude. And also got to see a longtime friend an old friend, my buddy Justin, who's a fellow drummer, fellow fish nerd uh, from back in the Lawrence, Kansas day. So it's good to run into all those folks, plus several other people that I saw ran into. I wanted to make a note to say hi to those folks. Shout out. Uh, looks like we covered uh, all of the main uh, business at the top of the show. Let's just jump right into the main topic of this podcast. I've been talking about it a lot. I recently had the COVID-19 virus. It fucked me up pretty bad. I was down for uh, 10 or 11 days feeling really sick, then probably another solid week of not feeling well, and then another couple of days of feeling like, damn, I just can't shake this. My body felt ran down. My attention span was funky. My lungs were lacking oxygen. My voice sounded like shit. I was in rough shape for a little while. Uh, While I had COVID, I was basically face down either in bed or on a couch for about 11 days. I would get up to go pee, Uh, then I would get back on the couch. I'd eat as much food as my body would allow me to have, which wasn't much. Then I would try to find the couch and the air conditioner. I was so hot that I thought I was going to die. Couldn't function. I got dizzy every time I stood up. That is gone now. But, um, what I wanted to talk about today is do you have some sort of a backup plan? I don't want you to get COVID. I don't want you to get sick. I don't want anything bad to happen to you, but it is possible. I don't want those things to happen to me, but it did. I was very minimally uh, able to work in my garden for the time that I was sick. There was a two-week period where it was just kind of like, fuck it. If the plants live, they live. If they die, they die. That was my attitude. I know a lot of you guys are probably cringing hearing that. That's how sick I was. I did not care if the plants that operate my business lived or died. I do care deeply about that, but I was so sick that it was like, go stand up and water those plants. And I would stand up and I'd feel like I was spinning in circles and wanted to throw up and do backflips. I didn't want to do the backflips. My brain was doing backflips. So I couldn't really take care of the garden. Now, my question is, do you have a backup plan? Is there somebody in your circle, your life, hopefully within your home, possibly maybe they can water or wherever your grow is, they can water your grow for you should you get sick, injured, have to go away for a couple of days. Maybe you get a job opportunity. You got to take off. Maybe fish comes. You got to go for four or five days and be away. Do you have some sort of a backup plan? Is there somebody that can water those plants for you? Does that person know how to adjust and check pH? Do they know how to mix nutrients? Maybe now is a good time to think about Who would I call if I do have to go out of town? Who would I call if I do get sick? Because I always preach, uh, especially in illegal red state areas, I always preach, shut up. Don't tell anybody about your grow. 
but do you have one person that you can trust with your grow? Luckily, I've got a, I've been in this town for a long time. I have a lot of great friends, a lot of family. I've got one or two people I can uh, heavily rely on to take care of a garden if things do go completely wrong for me. I've got people I can give instructions to and I can help them out. Plus there's cameras in there so I can guide them by using the cameras and we have FaceTime now. But do you have somebody in your immediate area that can come help you if you are going to have a problem? It's gotta be somebody that you trust, but also somebody that you know is going to follow the instructions, but also somebody that when they mess it up, you know how you're gonna be able to handle being mad at them because you might be super pissed if this person accidentally ruins your garden. So do you have a backup for sick days? Do you have an auto watering system? Do you have somebody that can come in and water for you? If you do have that auto water system, it's going to need to be refilled eventually. Those shouldn't go for more than a week, maybe 14 days at the most, uh, to the best of my knowledge. If you're, if you got water sitting in a reservoir, you don't want that there for too long, especially if it's got nutrients in it, even if it's moving still, in my opinion, you're going to want that changed out eventually. Does that person know how to change that water for you? How to replenish, replenish and, or, and, or, I'm going to not even edit that. Look, I'm human, you guys. Does that person know how to replenish and or refill your reservoir? That was harder to say than it looked. Jeez. All right, let me get myself back on track. Uh, also, do you have somebody? I, I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to get sick, but shit does happen. This is the reality. Do you have somebody that you can call if you are to get hurt in your grow, especially in an illegal place, or maybe you don't want anybody, maybe you just don't need paramedics and cops there. Maybe you're working in the garden, you poke yourself in the eye. Maybe you get something in the eye. Maybe you cut your finger and you just need some help. Do you have somebody that you can call? Do you have a way that you can do that? Maybe if you get some shit in your eyes, this has really happened to somebody that I know. He told me the story. He got pH down in his eyes while mixing a reservoir. He was blind. He could not see a fucking thing. He was in an illegal area, allegedly growing illegally, allegedly. It's all a fictional character. You can't do anything about a guy. You don't know who he is anyway. This dude had pH down in his eyes and could not figure out how to work his phone because he was blind. Luckily, he was able to hold the phone up and say, hey, Siri. And then he was able to call one of his family members who lived nearby who was able to come and help him. I just activated Siri on my phone. I was afraid that would happen. But he used the hey, Siri feature. And then he called a family member. They came and helped him out. Do you have something like that set up? Is there somebody that knows about your grow that if you call and you say, hey, I need some help, you can say it discreetly over the phone and they know what you're talking about. They can come help you out. That may be beneficial to you if you are in some sort of a uh, prohibition area. Have somebody that can back you up all the time, even if you are not in a prohibition area because shit does go wrong. Now, speaking of having backups, uh, I recently experienced a power outage. The uh, the transformer uh, near where my grow is located exploded. It seriously fucking exploded. There was no power for about 18 hours. Uh, do you have a backup plan for no power? Do you have a generator? Do you have some sort of idea of how to get out of the grow if the lights go dark? Because I've been in the grow and the power goes out and it's completely dark in there. If I didn't have my cell phone or most of the time I carry a little pocket flashlight these days, if I didn't have one of those devices, I would have been shit out of luck and stuck in that grow. would not have been able to find my way out of there. I would have tripped over things, broke a bunch of shit that could have gone terribly wrong for me. So do you have some sort of power backup in there? Um, do you have a battery powered light? They sell these little lights at all the plastic stores, the stores that sell the plastic shit. Um, it looks, one of them looks like a light switch and you actually can, uh, just glue it or tape it to the wall. It's got its own self adhesive on the back and it sticks to the wall and it's a light switch. When you flip it up, the light comes on. When you switch it down, the light goes off. 
it is battery powered. That way, if the electricity goes out, it's still got a battery in there. You can use that, flip that on, maybe find your way out of the grill or something like that. They also sell some that are just little domes. You tap them and they come on, you tap them and they go off. I'm sure you've seen them on TV. They're uh, as seen on TV sort of items. Like I said, they sell those at all the plastic stores. Or maybe just get yourself a little carry flashlight or a lot of us have our cell phone already, but have some sort of light in case the power does go out in there. Then, do you know an electrician or have an electrician friend or somebody that at least knows a little bit about electrical and wiring? Because if you do experience a problem in your home and you are in an illegal state, are you able to actually call whoever is in the phone book or on the internet for electrical services? You may need somebody on your team that can handle electrical. Be very careful messing with electricity. Don't do it yourself if you're not qualified. Don't burn the house down because you decided to do electrical upgrades on your own and you have no idea what you're doing. That puts a very bad look on the cannabis industry. That's going to get you in trouble. That's just a step back for the legalization and the freedom of cannabis. So don't be that person. Uh, make friends with an electrician. Do you know an electrician? Uh, find somebody that maybe works at an electric company or works for an electrical uh, company that does installs or something and buddy up with them and see if they'll come do work for you on the side so you don't have to involve too many uh, receipts and books and things like that. Just find a friend is what I'm trying to say. Be careful is what I'm telling you. Also, same thing applies for an HVAC technician. Uh, if the air conditioner or the heater does go out in your house and you happen to be growing in that house, do you want to call whatever it is, local ABC heating and plumbing? Do you want them in your house or do you want one of the bros that you could probably pay with some product if things go right? Find an HVAC guy, find a plumber and find a friend that you can call if you're to hurt yourself and find a friend that can back you up if you do need water. It'd be really cool if this is all one person, but that would be a bad motherfucker. You got a plumber, you got an electrician, you got an HVAC guy. I'm I'm like a an apprentice in all of those after working and grows for so long. I feel like I can fake my way through most of those, but um, do you know all those guys? Find those guys. They'll be very, very helpful and beneficial to you. Some other things I want to talk about is, do you have backup pumps? If you're running hydroponics or any sort of moving water sort of system, deep water culture, uh, trays, ebb and flow, do you have a backup pump? Do you have a backup air pump and a backup water pump? Because those things love to shit out at the worst time, usually like Friday, seven o'clock, right after the grocery store closed and you got plans for the weekend, you're going to hear it. And that's going to be your pump, not pumping water the way that it should be. You're going to take it apart. You're going to try to clean it. It's going to put it back together, throw it in there and smoke's going to come out of it. It's still fucked. You got to go get a new Mondi pump. Everything's closed. Just ruin your weekend. Have a backup. I know they're a little bit expensive, but everything is expensive. If you can have a backup pump, that is one of the things I definitely recommend having a backup of. I also like to have a backup pH tester because sometimes my pH tester, I don't believe it. I'll calibrate it. I'll check it. I'll throw it in there. And if just maybe something will make me concerned, I'll check it with the other one. I like to have two just because shit does go haywire. Keep them both calibrated and cleaned properly. Calibrate them frequently. Uh, pay a lot of attention. Also, maybe have backup testing standards because if you test it in your seven solution, you test it in your four and one of those is expired, now you're way off. Have a backup testing standard solution as well. Now we're just getting crazy here, but these are things I do like to have backups of. Um, something I don't need a backup of, something I want a couple of around in the grow, especially since I've learned the commercial growing environment, you need them 
uh, every so many feet apart. It's either 50 or 150 feet. I like to have a fire extinguisher. Do you guys have a fire extinguisher in your grow space? I don't want you to need it, but I'd rather you have it and not need it than need it and be like, fuck, I don't have anything. And you're just throwing reservoir water on a fire. That would be terrible. Also, do you have an eye wash station or some sort of eye washing plan? A lot of people do have their grow at home, but a lot of people don't have access to water right away. In a commercial environment, we need water very close. We need a eye wash station very close uh, for the Department of Health and the OSHA standards. I recommend that you carry a bottle of clean water on you or within reach in your grow. If you get something in your eyes, tear off your gloves. You should be wearing gloves. Tear off your gloves. Get that clean water bottle. Start pouring that water in your eyes. Get that contaminant or whatever it is out of your eyes. Then if you need to, pull out the phone, bust out the Hey Siri, then call that one good friend that can come help you out and make sure you're safe and help you clean up, talk you down from the panic attack that you just fucking had from getting pH down or whatever it was in your eyes. All right, where are we? I feel like I'm getting rambly. I've got a lot of notes here that I do want to keep up on. All right, the next part I'm going to talk about is a little bit weird, but it's something that I do feel like we should be prepared for, especially if you are in a red state or a non-friendly state. How quickly can you make your entire operation disappear? Let's just say hypothetically, you piss somebody off. It happens. People are fucking sensitive nowadays. Let's just say somebody gets mad at you and they know what you're doing and they go to the wrong people. And now the people are coming within 12 to 36 hours. They're going to be not even knocking on your front door. They're going to be pulling the fucking front door off. Can you make your shit disappear within 12 to 24 to 36 hours with no sign that it was even there? Can you get rid of it? If you do so, make sure you get rid of everything. All the way down to the mixing shot glasses, all the way down to the instructional books. Clean up very well. Do not leave a trace that anything has happened, will happen, could have happened. No trace. Leave no trace. How quickly can you do that? If you are in a place where growing is not approved, tolerated, or accepted, that may be something that you want to think about. You may want to be able to get rid of that quite quickly if things do go wrong for you. Do you have a plan? Do you have a strategy? Also, very importantly, it helps to have a good friend to help you stay level-headed when things like that do happen. So do you have a bro that can back you up? All right, there is one more person that we do want to make sure to have on our team. If we are going to be growing cannabis in any legal or illegal sort of fashion, which by the way, I should make a disclaimer, uh, Rasta Jeff and the Grow From Your Heart podcast does not condone, promote, or uh, encourage you to do anything illegal. Always follow local laws and regulations. Don't break the rules, but you're a fucking adult. Do what you want to do. Rasta Jeff is also a fictional character, uh, and this is a an entertainment show, so that's how that's going to go. Uh, with that being said, the other person that you should always have on your team if you are going to uh, cultivate, consume, possess, carry, transport, uh, be anything involved in cannabis or almost anything fun or illegal, I almost insist that you have got a good working relationship with a lawyer. Lawyers are readily available. A lot of them are terrible. Many of them are fucking awesome and can be your best friend. Uh, just like your doctor, I recommend you are totally open with your lawyer. Once you've paid them money, everything you say has a client lawyer confidentiality clause. They can't snitch on you, rat on you. If you kill somebody, they may be required to, to tell on you for that. I don't think so though. But if you're doing crime and you do something, or if you did something, or if you've got something weird that is in a gray area, they cannot get you in trouble. It is best you let them know what you're doing so they can prepare. 
You can't properly prepare if they don't know what you're doing. So let them know exactly what you're up to. If you've got an idea, if you're going to do something weird, uh, if you're just curious about something, contact them. That's what they're there for. You pay them. Try to pay them a monthly fee if you can for a certain amount of contacts or have a retainer. Just have a relationship with a lawyer. Make friendship with them if you can. Go to lunch with them if you can. Buy them lunch occasionally. Call them. Just check in. Just see how things are going. Maybe they'll call in and check in with you. That way when shit goes wrong, if it's 3 in the morning, if it's 1 in the afternoon, when you call them, they answer on the first ring. That is what you want from your lawyer, a lawyer that's going to answer on the first ring and do the work to get the case dismissed because we all know you were not doing anything illegal or wrong or uh, problematic or whatever. I'm getting off track here, but I do recommend that you've got the lawyer. So we need somebody that can help us out on a backup day. We need somebody that can help us out if we are injured or have an emergency. We need someone that can help us make the grow disappear. It's always good to have an electrician and an HVAC guy. Most importantly, I always recommend that you've got yourself a lawyer and then get a bunch of grow books and keep reading those. That's what I recommend. All right. That part took me right as long as I was hoping it would take. I do have one more part of this podcast that I do want to cover. Recently, I did a podcast called Why I Started Making Seeds. I did a really long uh, storytelling with Rasta Jeff, if you will. As I was editing and listening to that, so many more uh, thoughts and memories and nostalgic feelings came through my mind. And I forgot one um, minor major detail, something that I felt like I should have included in that. I talk a lot about uh, making seeds and getting seeds out to people so that people can grow quality plants. One thing that was happening is I was posting pictures of things uh, like golden goat. Golden goat is a very good example. I would post pictures of golden goat and people in other locations would say, uh, you kids in Colorado are spoiled. You get the golden goat. We can't get the golden goat where I am. I would kill for that. I would do anything for that. And me being the type of person that I am, I want everybody to have good medicine. That was part of my mission here uh, that still is part of my mission. I'm out here teaching you how to grow the best herb you can. I've taught you guys how to breed by now. I'm a seed breeder by career, and I'm teaching you how to breed your own seeds. That's how much I love this plant and love teaching you guys. So um, I wanted everybody to have access to uh, good quality genetics, good seeds at a good fair price, and many, many people wanted the golden goat. So I took it upon myself to make golden goat feminized seeds. That was one of the things I really wanted to do was put some of these elite cuts into people's hands in a feminized form. Uh, so the golden goat is a very good example of me putting a feminized line of a very uh, elite clone only out to the market for people all over the world to be able to grow and enjoy. So making fem seeds and making S1s of clone onlys was something I really enjoyed doing because that was giving, uh, making it more fair for everybody. I I like the idea of everybody having uh, the same, uh, the equal playing field. Why should some people in Colorado be able to produce better medicine than people in Wyoming or New Mexico or Arizona or even California? Why should the people in California be able to produce better medicine than the people in Colorado or New York or the same states? We should all have access to the same thing. If you're sick, you need medicine. That was my theory. That is still my theory. If you're sick, why would I not get you the golden goat that would make you feel better just because you're not in the correct state? That's fucking stupid. That's silly. That's what the government has been doing. They've been limiting you, us, on medicine because you're not in the appropriate square that allows you to consume cannabis. This square, no weed, no relief, no feeling good. This square, you could feel good. You could smoke weed. So I don't want to do that. I think that every state 
uh, everywhere, every country, every sick person, every well person should feel good and or better was my theory behind that. So I wanted to add that short rant, that minor detail, that point of passion, if you will, to this part of the podcast, make that another uh, part B of why I started breeding seeds, because I wanted it to be fair. I don't want I don't want to have just me with elite genetics. That's not fair. Uh, I love having elite genetics. It's fucking cool. That way everybody around here gets to grow and breed with elite fucking genetics. Everybody's well-medicated, super high, and having a good time. But then my part of my passion is making people feel better, not a limited amount of people. Everybody, let's be fair. Let's get that shit out there. So that was a big part of why I wanted to make FEMS, especially S1s. Uh, that's a big part of why I'm getting the seeds out there so that everybody can grow the good shit and feel better. That's the bottom line. Everybody grow the best herb we can so the sick people can feel well and the well people can feel even better. All right. I think that is a good way and a good time to start wrapping up this podcast. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love to answer those on the show. The email address is growfromyourheartathotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me those questions, corrections, comments, concerns, constructive criticism, or uh, fatal feedback, whatever you want to call it. I'm up for all of that. Uh, make sure you check out iredirect.com. That's right, iredirect.com. Also support the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. You will get a coupon code for iredirect. Everything else is on the website. Of course, that is iredgenetics.com. I know that's a lot of stuff to write down and take in here at the end of the show. Pick your favorite one. Join us. Tap in is what I think all the cool kids say. That is all I've got for you for this episode. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my friend Black Thumb Grower. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.